In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder with you, Andy Baskin as well, as uh, we're talking about, well, the future of the Cleveland Browns, where they're going to play football. But first, reminder, mobile sports betting is finally legal here in the state of Ohio. BetQL here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 923 the fan for exclusive sports book offers. All right. So Daryl, let's say you listen to the first segment. And you're like, you know what? I've already gone through this with the Browns and they moved on me last time. Should I be worried? No, I, I don't. Uh, the, the, first of all, when the team was sold uh, f- from the Lerner Family Trust to the Haslams, uh, one of the conditions of sale is that the Browns could not be moved. So right now, it's entirely too premature to have 1995 flashbacks. I certainly understand why some fans would have those. Uh, I still remember that whole situation like it was yesterday. Uh, looking back on that, that was equal parts blame. Mayor White, City of Cleveland, local leaders, as well as uh, Art Modell and and the fact that the Browns ended up moving to Baltimore, becoming the Ravens, and uh, Cleveland uh, got an expansion franchise and basically a half-assed built stadium for about $280 million that was obsolete the day it opened. So um, the team, I don't believe, is in danger of moving. The other thing, too, and I, I think it's important to bring up the Haslam's uh, investment in the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, To clarify a couple of things, one, the the valuation of the franchise is $3.5 billion. The Haslam's uh, have agreed to acquire, I believe, 25% uh, of the franchise, which means they're going to cut a check for about $875 million uh, for that 25% share. Uh, of the Bucks franchise, they have been looking to expand their, uh, you know, their sp- sports portfolio. First of all, that does not mean they're selling the Cleveland Browns because they're not. Um, they are committed to Northeast Ohio. Um, that is an absolute fact. I'm not listen, and Andy, you know this. I'm the last person to carry any water for anybody, and I'm not. Um, they've got a a they've got big plans for their training complex in Berea. As part of those plans, from what I understand, they'd like to build like a Haslam Sports Group headquarters in Berea as part of the, those plans. Um, so because they're making this investment in the Bucks, don't get it twisted that they're abandoning the Browns or that they're funneling money away from the Browns to the Bucks. That's not it. This is an, you know just an expansion of their sports portfolio. They, of course, also own, I think it's a majority share of the Columbus Crew Soccer Club. Of course, they helped save the crew a couple years ago with some business leaders down in Columbus. They were able to get a new stadium built down there. And, you know, they kind of want to copy, I think, whether it's at First Energy Stadium or with a new stadium, Andy, what they did in Columbus with building that stadium neighborhood uh, around uh, that stadium down there. So, uh, and they want to accomplish that up here in Cleveland. So I just want to, I, I thought it was important to point that stuff out. Cause I know that's in the news. Well, you could see how fans might, <clears throat> excuse me, be disenchanted by the fact that you woke up this morning and heard the news about the box. And then right. the next piece of news you heard was ticket prices are going up. Well, and, um, 
again, I'm not carrying water for anybody here. Uh, the reality is, and again, I understand the Browns have sucked since coming back in the league, and so their ticket prices probably should be among the cheapest in the league because the team's one of the worst in the league. But um, they are raising ticket prices. This is part of the price of having a $250 million quarterback. It's part of the, the keeping pace with revenues around the NFL because you have to understand, you know, one of the frustrations the NFL had with the Lerner Family Trust was the Browns had fallen behind, not only in stadium, but in revenue generation, local revenue generation into the, the pot, if you will, that is, that is shared amongst uh, the league owners in that. So um, I get the frustration. I get the anger. I get the sarcasm. Uh, I laughed at a couple of jokes. Uh, one of them uh, I saw on Twitter today was that, hey, don't worry, the secondary stub hub market will still be six bucks in December. Uh, another one, another comment uh, was about how, you know, fans being disappointed. Tickets are all digital now, so they can't tape them to telephone poles like they used to be able to do around the stadium. Uh, I, I understand it. And again, I'm not excusing the, the rise. There, are, there is also a supply and demand reality that comes with that, Andy. Um you know, the Browns say, according to what they put out on Monday, they've had like a 96% uh, renewal combined over the last four years. They've got over 8,000 people waiting to buy season tickets. So those fans that don't want to renew their tickets, I mean, you have a couple thousand people that have placed deposits for a spot in line for the opportunity to buy season tickets. So from the Browns standpoint, yeah, um, you know, supply and demand. There is a, a demand. Each of the last four years, they have sold out their season tickets. Um, the other thing here, too, is that I think fans are going to have to understand uh, as we talk about the stadium situation. I tweeted this, too, and I didn't realize the pun. <laughs> I, I inadvertently tossed out a pun. But prices are going to go through the roof if the Haslam's build the stadium themselves. Okay. Everyday fan sitting in the dog pound for I don't whatever it is they charge for those tickets, you will not you will not be paying that. You will probably pay double, triple, maybe quadruple that if the Haslam's finance and build their own stadium. Because as with any business, they're not a charity. They're in the business of making money. And um you know, that's kind of another, you know, part to this whole uh, stadium discussion is, you know, the, the opportunity for revenue, I think, may has kind of been maxed out. And you look around the league and you see the renovation projects and you see the new stadiums going up and, and the amenities and you realize, well, this stadium, we can't do it with, with this current stadium. Uh, in addition to the fact that, again, wasn't built all that great. Not a lot of money was spent on it. It was fast tracked. And it was crap the day it opened in 1999. So um, there's a lot to this right now, but I don't think fans should be freaking out. Uh, we'll, I'll certainly will do my best to to keep you informed. Um, but yeah, this is this is something that's going to have to move forward here. I, I would say within the next 24 months, they're going to have to have plans in place. Um. I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch of different ways to look at some of this stuff, but let, let's go into the ticket raising. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? And I just like, 
if you're a fan, I'm like, I know that the Browns are, are one of the cheapest tickets in the NFL. And then I thought another good point that you made, Daryl, was that if you do have a new stadium and the Haslam's have to pay for it, um, if you want to look at the model for that, it's just a, it's not it's a mile away from the the venue they have in Columbus. It's Nationwide Arena because Nationwide Arena was first up for public vote and it right. failed. And then it was bought. Uh, it was privately built um, at a substantially cheaper cost, but it was a uh, nicer arena than they would have had had it been a public facility, which is amazing to me. The problem is, is that ticket prices got so high so quick there that they were in jeopardy of losing stuff, you know, not too long ago until they were able to, to figure things out financially. Um, but that was an arena that was paid for privately and that fans look one way or another, if you want a team, you're going to have to pay for it up front or pay for it on the back end. And yeah. it seems to be, if know, it's, you know. if it's a private bill, if it becomes a private building, privately financed. Yeah. Yeah. Ticket price is going to be exorbitant. I mean, that's just the reality uh, of the economics. Um, you know, when I, when I look at the, the, the gateway situation, right. People freaked out because the Cavaliers got 70 million in public money to overhaul rocket mortgage field house and keep them downtown. Right. People weren't happy with that. Uh, the Cleveland guardians, um, including the capital repairs that are going to be done to the ballpark in conduct in conjunction with the $202 million renovation that's going to be done. That project's going to be $435 million. Now, the Guardians are going to pay about $150 million of that over 15 years. Uh, you know, the city's going to be paying some. The county's going to pay some. The state's going to pay some as well. But, um, you know, th this basically, uh, this stadium situation for the Browns is going to be double, triple, quadruple those expenditures. And I, quite frankly, don't understand where, or let me rephrase, I don't know where the money to pay for all that is going to come from. Because when I look at the costs of these facilities around the country, the new ones, okay, used to be you could build a stadium for $300 million, right? $500 million. Now the conversation on a stadium starts at a billion with a B, Right. Then you talk about putting a roof on the thing. Now the conversation starts at $2 billion. Oh, you want a retractable roof to go with that? Well, add another $750 million to billion dollars on top of that. Now you're looking at a project upwards of $3 billion, right? And so um, I, 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 this is going to be one of the biggest projects undertaken. I certainly can understand the city of Cleveland wanting to slow roll this, take their time. While on the flip side of the coin, the Browns, there is a, a sense of urgency to get some plans together. I, I think the first thing they need to do, Annie, is decide, are you staying or going? Are you going to stay at First Energy Stadium? And if not, then start working toward the new stadium now. Get Begin that process and just forget about First Energy Stadium. Because as I said earlier in the podcast, I think the Lakefront Development Project, as well thought out, as beautiful, as practical as it may seem, I just don't see it happening with a stadium there. I just, I don't. I Get the Browns off the lakefront. Let's find another spot for them uh, and allow that lakefront to actually get developed the right way. All right, Daryl, let's come back. I do have one financial uh, financial way to pay for a new stadium, and we could look to another city and how they did it, and we'll do that when we come back. Plus, 
The coaching carousel continues in Berea, and it seems to have stopped. We'll see what's next for the Browns and the coaching staff. It's always game day in Cleveland.